0: Hey, it's Natasha Turney from the Brodet Nation podcast, where I interview everyday women who own their stories. I've talked to military veterans, entrepreneurs, stay-at-home moms, fitness gurus, single ladies, and many more. My goal is to talk to as many different women as I can on issues that are important to their story and hopefully yours too. Listen on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, and Stitcher. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BroDead Nation. For more information, visit my website, www.brodetnation.com. Very spooky. Hey, Merry
1: Christmas! Merry Christmas! How was your holiday?
0: It was good. It was great. I just drove back today. You're back in Boston.
1: Yep. Are you still in PA? Yes, I am. And I'm surrounded by cats right now. How many? Uh, Two. They're both looking very stoically off into the basement. So I don't know what they're looking at.
0: Oh, that's not a good sign. (laughs) Well, we'll see. Speaking of two cats staring at things, Mm -hmm. just to revisit Dear David again, (gasps) my cousins had not read the entire thread. So we went to a bar on the 26th together, and for 45 minutes, my cousin and I sat there trading off the phone and reading it to the rest of our cousins. So for 45 minutes, we read Dear David at a bar. Oh my gosh. It was pretty intense.
1: I don't think I want to relive
0: reading it from the beginning.
1: It took a really long
0: time. Like the
1: emotions and fears I felt
0: when I initially started reading it. We were at a bar, though. Everyone was drinking, so it was definitely less scary. But everyone was super in the mood for ghost stories after that. Oh. So we went back and we listened to the Dominus episode (gasps) in the dark.
1: Oh, my gosh. With
0: my parents and my uncle.
1: Doesn't it weird you out when you listen back to an episode, especially with other people?
0: Yeah. And every time I said anything, they'd, like, look at me. And I'm like, this is embarrassing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Nick was telling me that his family listened. And I was like,
0: oh, no. I don't know if that's a good thing. (laughs) Well, my brother, Christian, he doesn't listen at all. And I was like, why don't you listen? And he's like, I just listened to my first podcast ever with you on our drive down. What did you listen to? How I Built This. Because I I just love that podcast. Oh, that is a good one. So we listened to the five-hour energy episode and we listened to the Bumble episode.
1: Well, now that you've introduced him to podcasts, he'll get
0: more into it on his own. (sighs) I hope so. Did you have... We need that extra listener. Just one more.
1: Christian. We just need one more listener
0: just one it's you buddy
1: (laughs) uh did you have anything else paranormal happen to you while you were home
0: um no no but my cousin did retell me a story that i had forgotten about that happened to her my cousin lady's super super nervous when it comes to paranormal activity and even though our house doesn't really have much going on anymore like She was always terrified to stay at our house just because my brother and I would tell so many stories growing up. Yeah. And she does not, like... Like, she's fascinated by it and she listens to the podcast, but she doesn't want anything to happen to her. But she had something happen to her. It was... uh, Somewhere in New Hampshire, one of her friends had rented a house. So they were all staying over at this house. And she kept feeling like her toes were being touched like feeling like a hand pressing down on her and touching her feet okay. she was freaking out and everyone was like calm down Lainey, you're being so dramatic <laughs> she kept like, kicking the sheets up and then hands would like press down again and touch her feet and she was almost in hysterics crying that's terrifying so finally one of her friends says fine i'll go head to toe with you so her friend moves <laughs> her own body and puts her head next to Lainey's feet so that they're like you know, like one person's head is by the other person's right. toes, sleeping like that. And then after a few minutes, her friend goes, Laney, stop tapping my shoulder. Laney goes, I'm not touching you. And her friend looked over and saw like pressure on her. <gasps> so then they both start screaming and crying and then everyone starts to sort of believe them. But yeah.
1: That's the crazy thing that you you need one other person to validate what you're experiencing, mm-hmm. which is so terrible. I actually yeah, spent. Yeah, she was like, I didn't
0: sleep alone that whole summer.
1: Oh, I don't blame her. I actually spent all day reading ghost stories. So I'm very in the ghost realm. Right Responding now. to emails? Yeah, our listener emails. And it's crazy how many of them are similar. Like people
0: didn't believe me, or, you know, I had no one to talk to about it. But. Mm-hmm. And it's almost unfair, like, to think of how many things that probably happen to someone when they're alone and then nobody believes you so we're missing out on so many stories because there's so many people who don't feel like they can come forward and say something for fear of maybe like crying wolf right or seeming like they're making it up or being dramatic totally but we believe you we do that's why we're here yeah
1: that's that's why we're here Uh, (laughs) to believe in things Mm -hmm. that people don't necessarily believe in believe in the unbelievable oh my god this is two girls one ghost podcast
0: Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Hi, that's Sabrina, and ghost. I am Corinne. Yeah, two two girls, one ghost. <laughs> two girls, one ghost.
1: Oh my God, we really screwed that one up. Yeah, we tried a new intro today where we just FaceTime each other and and have the recording going while we FaceTime. So I we'll think that that, works. that screwed up our usual intro of introducing ourselves.
0: 'Cause usually we call each other and we banter a little bit. Yeah. And then we count three, two, one, and then we say, Hi, this is two girls, one ghost. But this time we just forgot, we just all, forgot of all that. forgot all that.
1: But I think by now you know who we are, hopefully.
0: Yeah. We're your ghost can not tell the difference between our voices. I know. We both kind of have a little bit more of a gravelly, gravelly sounding voices. <laughs> so I can understand the confusion. But I think the
1: more you listen, the more you'll be able to distinguish our voices. Mm-hmm.
0: Sabrina is usually the one that speaks more intelligibly, and I'm the one that goes, oh, my gosh. Okay, that is
1: false. (laughs) I feel like I mumble like crazy and slur my words. It's like I'm constantly drunk or something. I don't know.
0: (laughs) We both, I mean, but that's almost a good thing because it means that we both forget that we're even recording and we're just talking like we would. So we're not thinking about enunciating our words or going back and re-saying a sentence that we, I don't know, fumbled over. (laughs) did you have anything paranormal happen to you over break well so
1: kind of but it it has a place in my story so maybe I won't tell it yet
0: oh before we go into stories you texted me earlier saying that you were watching some show oh yeah I don't know what that show is what is it
1: okay so this is my new obsession it's called Peaky Blinders on Netflix Peaky? Peaky? P-E-A-K-Y. Peaky Blinders. Yeah. So okay. it's about a family in England in 1919. And they are kind of like a, a mob type of family that gets into horse racing and betting. And <laughs> it's really good.
0: Would I like it?
1: Yes. It has Cillian Murphy, who's that really handsome guy with like deep blue eyes, like crystal blue eyes. I really do think you would like it. I, I'll test it out. I watched the whole first season yesterday. <laughs> wow. Yeah. How many seasons are there? Four. I think they're on the fourth right now or something.
0: Okay. I watched the first two episodes of Manhunt. Oh, what's that? Which is that? about the Unabomber. Oh. And I'm into that. Is it good? And then I also need to... Yeah, it's good. I also need to start Wormwood, which is about the the testing of LSD back in the day. Oh, that sounds interesting. Is it on Netflix? Yes. Uh, So this
1: week... We decided to do hometown hauntings, hauntings that took place in our home states or hometowns.
0: Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Should I go first? Sure. Hockey. Hockey. All right. So, as everyone knows who has listened to this, I'm from Vermont. So, I chose to do Burlington, Vermont, which is where I'm from. And Burlington is one of the most haunted spots in Vermont. Wow. And maybe arguably in the U.S. There's a lot going on there.
1: Wait, it's, it's funny because one of the things I looked up says the exact same thing and I was wondering how many places claim to be the most haunted place in the U.S.
0: <laughs> well, there was no claim about this. This is my own personal claim. Oh, okay. <laughs> it didn't say this anywhere. It's just me. This is what you think. This is your personal belief. Yeah. Okay. I just think that there's enough going on for such a small city with so few residents that you could consider it to be Per capita, quite haunted. Okay. So, University of Vermont spreads across most of Burlington and houses many, many spirits. I did not choose to do UVM, but if you want to look at all the hauntings, University of Vermont, look it up. Road workers also sometimes find human remains when doing road work. What? Left over from the War of 1812. Wow. And other people claim that there are shadows that roam the streets at night that they will see. Tall, lurking shadows. Mm-mm. So... That's just to set it up. The Burlington's quite haunted. There's a bunch of different spirits there. But there's one spot in particular, one spot that is extremely popular amongst locals and tourists, a very popular spot that uh, some people may have gone to and may have no idea that it was even haunted. And this place is American Flatbread. It is a pizza place downtown. No way. A lot of people don't know how haunted it is. And they go with their families to grab a slice of pizza, but it's pretty freaking haunted. So American Flatbread opened in 2003, and it serves pizza and beer, downtown Burlington. Inside, it's very warm looking, like nice warm colors, very inviting. Smell of pizza, your friends, your family. It's a really nice fun spot. But the wait staff that works there experience a different story. Oh my god. (laughs) So one of the stories behind this haunting is that For the two decades before it was called American Flatbread, it was a restaurant known as Carber's Restaurant. And there was a man who worked in the restaurant. Supposedly, he was a cook. And one night after his shift ended, he shot himself in the head in the basement of the restaurant, ultimately killing himself. Oh, my gosh. The bullet went through his head and into the wall, leaving a hole that you can still see today. There's no real evidence that this happened, but this is the story. Wait, behind it. the hole is still in the restaurant wall? Supposedly, there is a mark of a bullet in one of the um, walls in the basement. I can't
1: remember what show it was, but there's a show where this person's opening a restaurant, and they put, like, a bullet hole in the column purposefully, and they're like, it adds character to, like, make up a myth and legend about the place.
0: Maybe it was based on American Flatbread. Maybe. So Tracy Howards, she's the manager of American Flatbread, and Tracy said that the ghost is inactive at the moment, but there was a whole host of paranormal activity that occurred during the two years after it initially opened, after it changed management from Carver's restaurant to Flatbread, American Flatbread. She said that there was a wreath hanging over the fireplace that flew across the room. She said it didn't just fall, it, like, was thrown with force across the room to, like, give a sign.
1: What kind of sign are you giving when you're throwing something across the room?
0: It's a temper tantrum, if I've ever heard of one. Mm -hmm. Well, it was not happy, I guess, with what was happening. Right. So the wreath was thrown from the fireplace across the room. Doors would be held shut from the other side to not let the person out. So you would try to, like, open the door, and it would feel like someone else is holding it shut from the other side. Wow. And Tracy said that she felt a very strong presence while she was alone in the restaurant late at night, in a presence that really irked her, like really scared her. She said that she's been in the restaurant alone at night quite a few more times and no longer feels that lurking presence, but when she did, it was terrifying. The manager who worked at Carver's in the early 1980s before it transitioned into American flatbread didn't experience any paranormal activity, which is why the tale of the employee's suicide is a popular one because That would have happened at Carbers, which is why there was nothing before and only stuff after. I need to breathe. I'm, like, literally not breathing. (laughs) You're running out of air by the end (laughs) of each sentence. The basement, which is where the kitchen and the kegs are located, is a hot spot for paranormal activity. Plates have flown off the counters. Glasses have shattered. Cups have been stacked in formations on the counters. So this one is one of the waitresses had just put all the cups away, and she turned back around. And in, like... the two seconds she had been turned away from the cups they were all put back out and stacked in like a pyramid
1: i wonder if that means something like is that a demonic symbol or
0: something Ooh, like illuminati yeah triangle maybe i don't know i don't know sudden temperature changes occur frequently there are disembodied footsteps phantom voices can be heard when no one is around And you're probably thinking, like, okay, these things are more typical paranormal activity sort of stuff. Like, just things getting moved around, things dropping, getting thrown. But what is upsetting and what I think is quite frightening is that the spirit that lurks in American flatbread does not like women at all. Has a huge dislike of females. Rude. Yeah. So he would not like us. (laughs) No. No. I'm never going back there. (laughs) Waitresses have felt cold wind lifting up their skirts and doors will slam and female employees will be locked in the basement's walk-in cooler. That That is my nightmare. Yes. Oh my god. Can you imagine like a dark cold freezer and you're being locked in there? That's terrifying.
1: I actually like especially in a basement there's a room in my basement that I go into and I have to like close the door every time I go in because the cats can't go in and I'm terrified every time I close the door that I won't be able to get out
0: it's like not I wanted to say that's an irrational fear but it's like not because it's yeah the basement right you have to in the basement it could happen it happened has, to has these women ever happened to you like, have you ever been trapped in a room um by my sister but like nothing paranormal nothing paranormal. I mean, was your sister who you said was the yeah it depends
1: on yeah <laughs> who knows where my sister was at that at that time.
0: Okay, it got so bad that management for a while had instructed waitresses not to go into the basement for fear that they would be targeted by the ghost. Oh, and when my the God. restaurant had changed management to the new manager, so to Tracy, who currently owns it or manages it, um, she had been locked in the basement, although there was no lock on the door. So feeling like someone was holding it shut from the other side. Oh, God. People also report feeling very uneasy in the bathroom as well. So not just the basement. Those are, like, the two places
1: that I feel like typically are very active. The bathroom, which you want the most privacy, and then the basement where you, like, don't want to be. The one, the place yeah. you wanna- It makes me wonder
0: if it's because those places are typically not places where you go in groups. It's more like, oh, I have to go grab something or, oh, I'll be right back. Oh, interesting. you're alone. So maybe it's more vulnerable. Ew. You're easier to prey on. So ghosts are way too smart. So while the story of the man committing suicide is one of the most popular theories, there's another story that may explain this haunting. The basement of American Flatbread is actually connected to other old buildings in Burlington via an underground tunnel system. These tunnels are left over from the Prohibition era, and rum runners used to use these tunnels, including the one that leads to American Flatbread. That is so cool. It's so cool. It's so cool. But it's also really creepy. Yeah. So a little backstory on that. Between the 1790s and 1820s, this guy named Gideon King controlled most of Lake Champlain, And Lake Champlain, for people that don't know the geography of tiny little New England, (laughs) Lake Champlain divides New York and Vermont. It's just this, like, thin lake that runs up the state, and it goes into Canada as well. So Gideon King owned about 40% of the ships that monopolized Lake Champlain, and also a lot of the land as well. And Thomas Jefferson enacted the Embargo Act of 1807, which hindered Gideon King's business. So he was like, okay, well, I'm going to take this shit underground. So that's why the tunnels were really built to aid in his rum trade and whatever else he was trading. And these tunnels are now closed off, but it's possible that spirits of the rum runners who once snuck around these tunnels have stayed underground, forever reliving their trade routes and their drunken escapades. And this theory may be the correct one, because it's almost as if we've gotten confirmation of the story from the ghost himself. What? What? So there is a woman, her name is Thea Lewis. She owns Queen City Ghost Walk and she's the author of Ghosts and Legends of Lake Champlain. And so she does ghost tours in Burlington. And one of the spots that they stop is American flatbread. And usually she was telling the story like, Oh, one of the cooks like shot himself and Mm -hmm. now he haunts American flatbread. But on one of the tours, she switched up the story and was like, Well, also, it could be a rum runner. And she said, when doing so, that group, there was such a strong reaction and people who were more sensitive to spiritual activity picked up on a really violent energy. One girl on the tour had a seizure. Another woman fainted, and a man felt like he was having a heart attack. So out of all the group, significant things happened to three people. That's not a coincidence. No. And, like, people were picking up on something happening. That doesn't happen, like, all at once. That's crazy. Right. For three people to go down, and for the people who are more open to be like i feel real negative vibes here i like that you call it go down three people <laughs> went down <They> go <laughs> hit they went the floor down. so uh lewis said that she still tells the rum runner theory on the tour groups on the ghost mm-hmm. walks but she makes sure to do it further up the street and not right in front of american flatbread because she doesn't want to provoke the spirit there oh my gosh that is my hometown haunting burlington vermont american flatbread wow. pizza it's just maybe a two minute walk away from church street, which is the main shopping location. So if you're there, go check it out, grab a slice. I've also heard before because it's one, it's just like a popular place downtown. So a lot of times people like the newspapers or blogs or whatever will write about the haunting or do something. And I have heard that people have gone into American flatbread before asking to like set a, set a seat for the ghost like a, a place setting or like oh my god. Other things to try to encourage Provoke the ghost it. to come out. But Two things. Mm-hmm. One
1: I wonder if when Thea Lewis was telling the Ram Runner story, the reaction that came from the ghost was the owner of the old restaurant who was like trying to say, No, it's not that theory, it's me. Don't you
0: ever forget it. But the owner of the old restaurant is still alive. Oh sorry, the the guy who killed himself. Oh, oh, like, how dare you yeah. switch the story and try to give yeah credit to someone else? Yeah. Like, I'll hurt you if you do this again. I wonder. I really don't know. And it's kind of a confusing one because, so it was Carver's restaurant. Right. For, like, the 20, year, I think it was, like, 1985 or something that it opened. Huh. So how would we not have record of someone shooting himself in the basement? That's true. That Yeah, that's more like, recent. Like, that wasn't that long ago. <laughs> yeah. So maybe they just
1: did put that bullet hole there for character. Maybe
0: it would make sense too with the underground tunnels. Mhm. Since most of the activities in the basement and not really as much upstairs, it it kind of goes again with the theory of the tunnels of everything being downstairs, everything right, connected, everything. Yeah. And kind of more of an aggressive an aggressive spirit because when true. you think I mean not that I can say anything about suicide. It's such a sensitive topic. Yeah. But you don't typically think of someone who commits suicide in an act that s- solely is to take their own life versus committing some heinous crime and then taking their own life after. Right. If they're just taking their own life, you don't think of that as being such a, like, aggressive soul, you right. know? You think of someone, it's more, I would think, like, maybe, like, sadness and hurt. Yeah. Versus... That's true. ...an aggressive type of presence, which would be maybe more of those rum runners, the people that were involved in illegal trade. Yeah. My second... Okay, so my second question, is the pizza really good? It's good. I haven't been in so long, but it was good. Okay.
1: Because I wonder if they, like, claim to have a secret ingredient, and the secret ingredient is, like, ghost spirit on the pizza.
0: (laughs) The energy of the day. Yeah. Maybe they put a little cheese. They throw a little topping or oregano. They've got plenty of beer, so drink up. Ghost beer. Get a little loose. Maybe you'll see something. Ooh. Just don't go to the bathroom by yourself. Ah! Oh, there are so many spots in Burlington. There's, just to throw out another one, there's a restaurant that's another five-minute walk down from American Flatbread called The Shanty, and that one's haunted, too. There's just a ton of stuff. Yeah. Burlington's very haunted. And it's also such a small city that it seems very haunted because between all these haunted locations, it's a five-minute walk between all of them because it's just so tiny. Right. So. Oh, that's Your next spooky. stop should be Burlington, Vermont. Yeah. And when you go there, there is a shop that I really like, not far from Church Street, which is the main shopping location. It's called Spirit Dancer. I have put it on our Instagram story before, and that's the one that has all of the, like, crystals, and is that where, that's you where got the pendulum your... oh, chose it me. Oh, is ask, yeah. Yeah, that's where my pendulum found me. Oh, mm-hmm. where were you today? What was that cool oh, store? It's called Deathwick's, and it's in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, Or was it, like, it said, like, Emporium or something like that? Yeah, Deathwick's Emporium. It looked so cool. We always go, every time we go to Portsmouth, we go to the store called Pickwick's. It's really cool. Um, It's in downtown Portsmouth, New Hampshire. And Pickwick's, you would actually like it. It kind of reminds me of, like, if you were to go, if Diagon Alley was, like, a place. Like, that sort of shop. It's, like, all these cool trinkets and, like... Stuffed owls and like just like really cool stuff. Oh, awesome. like very different. So we always go to Pickwicks because we love Pickwicks, and they have kind of a chain. So it's there's other stores owned by the same people who own Pickwicks, and Deathwicks was opened, I think maybe this past year, mm-hmm. maybe it was the year before. Doesn't matter. But they opened it for Halloween, and it's all kind of like the darker side of things. Yeah, it just became so popular that now they're keeping it open year round. So there's like a book in there. They had oh. There were a bunch of teenage girls in there, like, making a potion. Oh, my God. I like, love it. Probably a love potion. Yeah, yeah. I was, like, over there looking at, the, like, the mug's wort, being like, I need protection from the spirits and whatever. And then he was like, excuse me. And I moved to the side, and these, like, four 13-year-old girls came over, and I was like, they're definitely making a love potion. Oh, that's but awesome. But there's, like, potion making. My cousin was reading this book. It was, like, 119 cemeteries to go to before you die. There was a mummified raccoon paw, like, just all this stuff. Oh, my gosh. My mom wanted to go in, but she, after we were in there, she was like, I don't really like it, because it kind of freaked her out a little bit, because, um, like, the spiritual stores that we usually go to are a lot more about, like, light and love and yeah. healing and protection, and this one is was for Halloween, so it was a lot of, like, the darker side of the spiritual world, and my mom kind of got the creeps. Right. So she wasn't as into that. that. She sense. was like, I don't want to look at pictures of the devil and... All oh this yeah, dark stuff. But it was cool to go into. It was definitely cool. It's small. It's worth going into. All
1: right, I'm flying oh over there. I'll I see you in
0: probably 10 hours. Cool. <laughs> Sounds good.
1: Actually, less than that. I'm so much closer to you
0: now. I know you're only like I looked at because we have each other on Find My Friend. <laughs> you're only like 200 miles away or something. 300 oh miles
1: away. And we have to do our photo shoot that we've been tra- we want to do.
0: I know it's. I don't. I find. And maybe this is the same for you. But I find the people that I've been friends with the longest are the people that I have the least amount of photos with.
1: Yeah, because we have too much fun when we hang out. We don't take photos.
0: Yeah, we don't think about it. No. And also and you, and I, like... you and I, when we hang out, hang out very
1: differently than I think a lot of other people do. Because yeah. we get into antics and like to perform.
0: <laughs> the theater majors the in theater us majors. come out. Wait, We just want to entertain each other. Do you
1: remember on Halloween when we spent 20 minutes...
0: Oh, my God. Making videos
1: of us coming out of the closet and being...
0: They were so stupid. We were literally putting on skits, like, at the pregame. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. And neither of us have the personality. Like, we, neither of us think of taking photos or, like, stopping and being like, let's photograph this. Like, we... Right. We have other friends for that. someone to be a designated photographer, yeah. and neither of us are that person, so we end up just with no photos. Right. We have other friends for that, like... Anna Nina. Annie. Annie. Oh, Annie sent me a Christmas gift. It was so cute.
1: She asked me for your address.
0: Oh, I was like, how'd she find Because <laughs> I came home today and I had a, a box and I was like, from Annie? <gasps> oh, oh, my gosh. So nice. I'm so excited. I love getting mail. I love um, mail. me too. You I just sounded like lady. the <laughs>
1: Target lady from... Uh... We to the Target.
0: <laughs> what is your hometown haunting, Sabrina? Okay, so...
1: I kind of did a few different little stories because the one I initially wanted to do didn't really turn up too many results. But basically, okay, a little background. So Mm -hmm. on Christmas Eve, I guess, so it was like the 23rd, but I was driving home at like 1230 a.m. on the 24th. I was driving home from a high school friend's party and I just like went and hung out with some of my high school friends. Mm -hmm. and. I was driving back to where my mom lives in Pennsylvania,
0: mm-hmm. and I
1: was taking all these crazy back roads, and I felt really weird and, like, super open.
0: I remember you texted me, and you said, I'm really nervous. Yeah,
1: so I called you, but because I you had previously sent me a Snapchat of you, like, drinking a beer or something, so I thought that you had been <laughs> awake or that you would be up later, so I called.
0: No, I stopped drinking at, like, 9 p.m. and went to bed.
1: <laughs> Jealous. Um, so I called you. Trying to, like, one, have someone on the phone with me in case I was struck by a demon. And, (laughs) two, (laughs) struck by a demon,
0: Not, not a deer,
1: not a car, struck by a demon. Right. The Jersey Devil, I don't know, something. Yeah, that's true. You were in the territory. Yeah. And the second reason I called you is that hopefully talking to you and, like, just would level me out and make me feel less open. But... No one answered their phone. You did not answer your phone.
0: No, you called me twice. And then in the morning I said, is everything okay? Because I have two calls from you at 1 a.m. And I'm starting to get concerned. Well,
1: oh, this was the other thing. When I first called you, it was not going through. And it was just making weird noises and not going through. So I hung up. And that was like another thing. It was like, oh, gosh. But so I was driving past all of these old cemeteries. And New Jersey has all these crazy back roads that they have like four-way stops. But sometimes people probably don't stop. And I was nervous about drunk drivers and... Like I've said, mm-hmm. I'm terrified of driving as is. So I was just nervous. And then I drove past Washington Crossing Bridge, which is this tiny little bridge that goes from New Jersey to Pennsylvania. And it's super skinny, but it goes over the Delaware River right where Washing George Washington crossed the river to win like to basically set the course to winning the Revolutionary War. So oh, wow when i got home and i was okay i was like oh i'm really curious if there are ghost sightings which i'm sure there are because there're probably so many soldiers that have died there yeah so i started with that and started looking that up and there isn't a ton about it but um the battle of trenton was is one of the most famous battles fought in new jersey and like i said it was often it's considered the turning point of the revolution uh it's the famous battle where on Christmas night of night of 1776 General George Washington and his small army crossed the Delaware River and surprised the British and Haitian troops and there's a graveyard in the park as a memorial for all the unknown soldiers who died in December of 1776 um, most of them who died due to like the cold it was freezing cold when they crossed the river it was sleeting raining the wind was crazy i think the whole journey across the river river and the battle of trenton took over six hours wow yeah uh and so this graveyard all of the stones are unmarked because they don't know the names of any of the soldiers who died there um there's only one one of them that is marked and it's for james moore That's the only one that's identified. So there's this little town on the side where George Washington started before they crossed. And a lot of the small business owners have claimed to see soldiers in uniform just wandering late at night or along the premises of the buildings that have been there for years and years.
0: It kind of sounds... That's scary because it's like you know it's a ghost right. if there's someone in old and army uniform like that's not just someone walking down the street
1: well they do do uh they reenact the crossing of the De- delaware river every christmas oh, wow. my mom wanted to go this year she took us once and it was too cold for them to actually cross the river they couldn't do the reenactment wow
0: yeah i have a friend bridger who does all of that stuff really he does he participates in all, like, the Civil War reenactments and everything. That's cool. And he'll do the intense ones where it's, like, yeah. you're outside for, like, three days. Yeah. Wearing the same clothes, like. And you cross the river. Yeah. But so this park is really
1: big, and I used to play soccer in it growing up. Like, my travel team would play soccer. I never experienced anything, but I was just interested in finding out more about it, and I couldn't find much more than just, they like, see soldiers walking around. So then uh, I also did Gravity Hill, which is a really okay, they they're all over New Jersey and they're these things known as gravity hills where basically you stop at a certain area and you will move uphill even though you're like slanted downhill. <gasps> what? It's really weird. So Whoa. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I wanna go. So there this one that I'm talking about is in Hopa where I grew up. It's located located on Pleasant Valley Road. There's a sign that marks the place on the road, and you can stop on either side of the road. Put your car in neutral, and depending on which way you're facing, your car will be pulled backwards or forward up the hill. Do they know why? So there are legends. There are three different legends. The first one is that... Um, the field adjacent to the spot was once the property of a farmer who, after he was visiting with his neighbors one evening, evening he came home and found his house on fire. His family was trapped inside. He was, he like rushed in to go save people, but he couldn't, so he ran back to the street and he found a group of people sitting in a carriage watching the house burn, and he pleaded with them for help, rushed back to save his family, but they all perished in the fire. And the legend it's states, so sad. yeah, so the legend states that the farmer's ghost is pushing or pulling your car, helping, asking, like begging for help to save his family. And then he also doesn't like people stopped in that one spot because it reminds him of the people in the carriage who were just watching the house burn, which makes me think that th- that people in the carriage set the house on fire.
0: Oh, wow. I didn't even think of that.
1: Yeah, like they were I watching. There were, they were rotten people. Well, either way, they're rotten people.
0: See something, say something. I know. It's the
1: bystander effect. Uh Uh-huh. The second legend is that in the early 1900s, a family lived in a farmhouse right off the road. The husband and wife that lived in the house had some problems, and he used to beat her. One day, she fought back and knocked him unconscious. She took the opportunity to tie him up and drag his unconscious body up the hill and across the field that is directly opposite the house at the top of the hill across the field she tied his body to a large tree and from that day she has roamed the field and hill and will pull your car up the hill as she did to her husband's body so many years ago and there's another version pretty similar to that where the man ended up killing his wife and he fled but when the woman died her spirit like was trying to pull his car back up the hill from leaving
0: oh my god (gasps) Ooh ghost hands yeah okay and then the last
1: story i did which is really exciting and like crazy to me uh there's this man named antoine leblanc he is from france and he came to new york in 1833 when he got when he traveled back down or when he traveled to new jersey he ended up taking an unpaid job in return for a place to live in the basement of the sayer family And the family wasn't that great to him. Uh, The father was Samuel Sayre, or the husband was Samuel Sayre, the wife was Sarah Sayre, and they had a servant girl named Phoebe. They treated him poorly, and all three of them ordered Antoine around, and eventually he had enough of it, and he violently murdered the family. Like, he smashed their faces in with shovels. It
0: reminds me of those two sisters do you remember that story? Oh, this was two sisters who were like the maids, like slave maids, basically for this family, and they went crazy yeah. and like stabbed the eyes out of the woman and then didn't the they kill the themselves family?
1: afterwards and like killed themselves on laying next to each other in bed or something?
0: No, they were found in a back room, like, hugging each other. Oh, um, that maybe that's what it was. They blamed it. Like, at first they thought that there was an intruder that came in and murdered the family, but then it turned out that it was them, and it was yeah. this whole thing about these sisters were really weird, and then they thought maybe that they had, like, a incestual relationship with each other. Just oh, so weird. Quite strange. I can't remember their names, but I think that they were French.
1: I Yeah, that sounds familiar. Well, so he violently murdered them, and... He robbed them, which ended up being the reason he got caught because he left a trail of their belongings, basically to where he was hiding. He was tried, convicted, and executed for the murders and hung publicly in front of the town, but that wasn't enough. So it said that his remains were split and a part are now a part of many family heirlooms throughout New Jersey, and that was really confusing at first, but so basically after the hanging his body was taken to a medical lab where his body was experimented on by scientists and they like tried to do experiments showing how the body can move with electrocution after death. They got his eyes to roll back into the back of his head and all this crazy stuff, basically like trying to create a Frankenstein's monster scenario. But then after that, they made a, uh, they cast his face into plaster and made a death mask, and then they cut his body up and took his skin off and turned it into wallets, purses, and lampshades, like Ed Gein. Ed Gein. Mm-hmm. And this is 1833. So, who are these fucked up scientists? Well, I mean, we say you it sometimes you don't
0: take someone's skin. Right. That's not science fashioning it into a purse
1: well maybe he was just a kill the scientist was like a crazy creepy killer who just used his profession as an excuse oh my god but I wonder if this is how Ed Gein got his inspiration like he must maybe he read this story or heard this story because this was in 1800s
0: or maybe Ed Gein is a reincarnation of this (gasps) man oh my god (laughs) and he'll kill again oh my god and that's why he was doing it to people yeah Corinne I think we're onto something. We need to find a cabin in the woods. Okay. And we need to start researching patterns between serial killers and figure out if there's a trail of reincarnation stories oh that would fit these MOs. Do we have to be in a cabin in the woods? Yes. Okay. I have a bunch of thumbtacks and some string and I'm ready to go. Okay. I'm a little nervous about being isolated, but... But then we'll be even, our minds will be even clearer. We definitely won't go crazy at all. Now
1: I'm even more nervous to be isolated in a cabin alone with you.
0: I'll bring my knife and <laughs> <hide> down <laughs> the squirrels from <are> outside. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome.
1: <laughs> oh gosh. Next week I'm gonna get another Windings postcard and it's <laughs> <laughs> this one's gonna be much more obscure. Yes. Okay. So like I said, when they made all these wallets and purses and lampshades and distributed them to these wealthy families throughout New Jersey. So My theory is that wherever these items are, there are hauntings and experience and people have experienced Antoine's ghost because there is one sighting or multiple sightings on Princeton University's campus. There's one where a young girl claims to have been pushed to the ground by Antoine's ghost who was hiding in the bushes on campus. And another story where a a princeton university professor was working late when he discovered a piece of human skin tucked into a book with a hand Uh with handwritten notations describing the fragment of belonging to antoine leblanc
0: oh my god i'm gonna throw up i know oh can you imagine oh can you you touch this like flaky thin piece of something and you're like what is this Moving it around on your fingers. Ew. And then finally you read it and you realize it is a deceased, hardened piece of someone's skin that you have just rubbed your fingers all over. Oh my god. Maybe even smelled. Ew. That's quite disturbing. Very disturbing.
1: But I think that could be the reason that Antoine's ghost haunts Princeton University. Uh, the Sayre house where the family he killed lived has also... Uh, reported many sightings of Antoine and the Sayre family. So it was converted into a restaurant which burned down and then it it was turned into an inn in the 1970s. People have claimed to feel hands on their shoulders. The room that belonged to Phoebe is reported to always be cold regardless of the heating devices that they bring into the room. Like heat just does not work in that room. Wow. And... People have seen Phoebe's reflection at, in the mirrors as they pass. That's my biggest fear. I hate looking in mirrors. Well, this one's even creepier. This one... There's one report where they saw a bloody hand reaching out of a painting. Oh, my
0: God. Yeah. In the house? In the house. In the Sayre house? Yeah. I think I've heard of the Sayer house before because it sounds super familiar. Really? It's mm-hmm. possible. Waitresses
1: report... Um, oh, there's one waitress who... After closing for the night, she blew out all of the candles and walked out, but when she was looking back in the house, she saw through the, through the windows that candles were lit again. Wow. And in 1991, the restaurant changed hands and was named Society Hill. The night of the opening of Society Hill, the owners were filling up this punch bowl when all of a sudden the punch bowl shattered. How? Right? Right. There's no explanation. But so there are all these stories of doors opening and closing by themselves, the chandelier swinging, unexplained voices and sounds, lights going on in the middle of the night and nobody. And then like lights that had no switch to turn off.
0: That's the freaky part where it's like there's no lock on the door. There's no switch for the light. Right. And yet they're being controlled and manipulated by something unseen. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So over the years, they've had psychics brought in to conduct cleanings or exorcisms, but nothing has really worked, and the these sightings are still known. But it's currently known as—the house is now a restaurant known as Jimmy's in
0: Morristown, New Jersey. You know what would be really fun for us to do?
1: Besides going to live in a cabin in the woods where you're going to possibly kill me because you go crazy and become a serial killer? Besides
0: that. Okay. To go to the Long Island Medium. And do what? Get readings. I I love her. I love Teresa. Let's do it. Over Christmas break, I was watching it with my family, and half of my relatives would come in and be like, oh, this show is so stupid. This isn't real. (laughs) And then they would sit there and watch an hour and a half of it and be like, wait, shh, what's happening next? (laughs) That's reality TV, isn't it? But let's go. That should be our next trip. Okay. We did Salem this year. Next year, we got to go get a reading from Teresa, the Long Island medium. I'm nervous, but okay. And then we can go to Jimmy's after. (gasps) Grab a bite say hey to Antoine. Hopefully, there's not no his flakes of skin in your yeah, food. That's what I was thinking too.
1: That's the secret ingredient at Jimmy's. Well, mm. I
0: think it's you think it's just some shaved truffle on there, but stop. Sorry.
1: <laughs> I took it. Too but long. I feel like we this is not ghost related, but I think every day we probably eat someone's hair skin fiber cells.
0: Yeah, I mean realistically, every time you move dead skin cells come off of you so when you have your little holiday cookie party i'm sorry but you're basically eating your neighbor's dead skin protein build up your immune system you'll never need a flu shot again oh wow jersey is a lot i
1: know well okay there's more that i looked up but i don't i don't want to say all these ones but there's a town in, in new jersey that i used to go to every summer and uh Vacation at it's called Cape May. It's Exit Zero in New Jersey, uh, and it is known as the most haunted place in the state, maybe even in the country. And this is re- this is written online, so I did not make this up. <laughs> but there's one street. So there's, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna have to do a whole episode about it because it's so haunted, and. There's one street in particular that they claim is the most haunted street in the country. It's called Jackson Street. And people claim to be able to, like, time travel on the street because there's really? so much energy that, is, that exists there. That one second, you'll be walking down the street in the present, and the next second, it will be completely transformed, and the whole street will be full of people in
0: colonial clothing. <gasps> Wait. Oh, my gosh. We have to – Okay. I want to hear about this. So, you know what we should do? We should do an episode that's like a little bit more rogue where it's not exactly ghosts, but it's something paranormal, like something unexplained. Like, not necessarily Bigfoot, but like, you know? Yeah. Well, don't we do that every week? But we usually, I think it's usually like ghosts. We usually talk about spirits. Oh, like you want to do like entities. I'm talking about like Bermuda Triangle, sort of. Oh. I like that. That would be, like, a fun change-up. Let's put that. Let's put that in the queue coming up. Okay. Let's do it. We have so and many. You can, you can do that one. Okay. Well. You already have yours picked out. <laughs> I picked yours out just Thank now. Thank you. Less so work welcome, I'll write you down. <laughs> should we
1: read uh, our listeners' hauntings? Yes, we should. Um, not to freak you out, but I'm freaking myself out. What? Um, I was, like, coming back to sit in my chair and saw myself in, like, the... Where am I? Like, in the top corner, like, right here in the frame. But then I saw something, like, kind of over here pass by really fast.
0: Mm, maybe it was a piece of dust.
1: Or my cat who grew wings.
0: Or an orb.
1: Well, am leaving this house in three days, so...
0: Yep, nothing we can do about it now. Leave me alone. (laughs) That's the correct response. (laughs) You're not welcome here. Get out of here. Get out. (laughs) My mom would say, get out. Yeah. It worked for her. It did. Never seen again. Maybe it's my fruit fly. (gasps) That would be nice. Protection. (laughs) All right. This is from Carolyn called vermont ghost encounters Ooh. hello ladies i'm excited you two started this podcast i'm a big listener of podcasts and i love what you've created i'm from middlebury vermont and i'm currently a junior history major at uvm there you go university of vermont i've actually been to spirit dancer oh, look at this it's all coming full circle i've actually been to spirit dancer and know exactly what you're talking about with the pendulums I would love if you guys did a meetup sometime in Burlington. That would be so fun. And we'll go to... American Flatbread. American Flatbread. Now to the real reason why I'm writing you. As much as I would love to praise you all day, I have one ghost story from about two years ago and one that literally happened to me this morning. My first story takes place in Middlebury. I was coming back from my dance class during my senior year of high school, and to get home, it was a really short drive. But I like to take the shortcut that went through the residential neighborhood and past a cemetery. Now, I didn't realize I was really sensitive at this point, but this event proved that to me. There was nothing really suspicious about the cemetery. It was actually really nice and peaceful. As I was driving past, a little girl in a petticoat ran across the road. I stomped on the brakes and swerved. When the car stopped, no one was around. I was desperately looking for the child and where her parents might be, but it was 930 at night, and it was cold and rainy. Nobody was out. I refused to go down the road for a few weeks and sacrificed the extra three minutes for my own sanity. (laughs) A couple weeks later, I got my boyfriend to come with me to the cemetery in daylight because I felt like I needed to know who she was. We just kind of walked around and explored until we got to the grave of an eight-year-old girl who had died in the 1850s, and my knees just gave out. Her name was Louisa. Now, whenever I drive there, I get a little tingle up my spine. I thought a few times that I might have seen her in the rearview mirror. But when I do, I try not to cry, and I just talk to Louisa. She's not malicious. She's just kind of playful. Well, that's so sweet. I have chills.
1: You know what it reminds me of? That video that someone, I think, posted in our Facebook group. And I don't really know if it's a... I don't really think it's a real video, but it went viral recently, where there are these two cars coming down the road, and there's, like, this figure standing in the middle of the road, like, right in front of the cars, and all of a sudden this, like, thing grabs it and runs across the road right before the car is about to hit it have you seen that
0: oh yeah it's like this this girl that like starts to cross right in front of the only two cars coming down the road and something else like flashes and moves her out of the way i don't believe it really it's yeah those ones just seem a little doctored you know i know but what do we know what do we know right okay who are we to judge we are not the (laughs) judges My story from this morning is not quite as creepy. I've lived in some newer dorms on UVM for the past two years. The first year in these dorms, I lived in a single, but shared a Jack and Jill bathroom with another girl who also had a single. Both doors to the bathroom had deadlocks that you could bolt so that the other person couldn't come in if you were in the bathroom, and they locked from the inside. Generally, if she ever forgot to unlock it, I would just knock on the door and she would come over and unlock it. However, there were at least five instances in which I would come home and the doors were deadlocked from the inside. No one could have locked them both from the outside. I had to call Reslife Life multiple times just to open the bathroom to pee. So I have thought that these buildings may have been haunted for a while. This year, I'm in a suite with three other girls and the bathroom is just a room. But in the two months since we've been living here, this door has also deadbolted itself four times. I have a service oh dog and I was walking her this morning. It's raining, so she wasn't super happy about going outside and it was really fast. When I swept back in the building, we entered the stairwell and there was a man. Not a live man, a ghost man. All black and definitely college age. He must have been about six foot two and hiding almost out of view between the stair going up to the next floor. I didn't feel scared when I saw him, but he was definitely real. Oh my God. B, my doggo went bolting up the stairs towards our room. I'm still trying to process this, but I also feel good that the ghost that seems to be following me doesn't feel evil and that at least something has been confirmed in my mind. Keep up the good work and thanks for letting me process to you my experiences. I know you will appreciate this as a fellow Vermonter, Corinne. I do. Mm-hmm. I hope I get to meet you guys someday and I'll absolutely keep look- listening. Maybe Ghost Ship should be a fun podcast. We've had a couple legends here on Lake Champlain. Lots yes. of love, Carolyn.
1: Wow i like it goes back to your story why do ghosts like bathrooms and locking bathroom doors so much
0: yeah it's so bizarre like what is it is it because when you go to the bathroom maybe your guard is down a bit and so you create this sort of energy portal that's more accessible and so they have more power in those certain spots because i don't know
1: But also, like, in this instance, Carolyn says that, like, it was often locked. She wasn't in it, right?
0: No. Her freshman year, she'd come home, and from both her single and her roommate's single, it would be locked. So someone from the inside would lock it. Right. And then her current place, her current suite, it's locked, like, five different times.
1: But it's not when she's in it, which is weird. Like, why? Like, what is the ghost doing in there? Maybe the ghost has private business they need mm-hmm. to take care of inside maybe the it thinks
0: it's one of the roommates and it just keeps moving with her it's
1: oh like, wow oh, well, i'm getting ready
0: right now so i'm locking the bathroom
1: and then they can just go through the door so they forget to unlock it ghosts don't sound like the best roommates
0: <laughs> they're not not ideal well, i don't know we've had some people there's one i'll read it one one time this one woman she emailed us and she had like the best ghost experience it was basically, like, another mom, like, a maid helping out. And oh, like, that's that cool. That's so nice. <laughs> wow. Ghost doing things. All
1: right. Should I read mine? Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is from Amber, and it says, Warning, do not read this while it is dark outside. Great. Great. It's 9 p.m. Definitely dark outside. <laughs> okay. Hey, first of all, I found out about your podcast from someone I follow on Instagram, and I am hooked. I have listened to five episodes in the past three days, and I want to listen to more, but I really only am not scared by them if I listen to them in the car. So car it is. (laughs) It's funny how podcasts sometimes make you want to be in the car more.
0: It's almost like this little safe space. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I wanted to share
1: a few stories I had. For some reason, I have experienced a lot of paranormal stuff in my life. I can tell if there's negative energy when I walk into a building, which I hate, but it is what it is. Yeah, that's scary. Okay, first story. I currently live in Virginia, and I used to date someone who is from here, but his family is from Ohio. One December, we traveled to visit his family in Ohio at the house that his mom, grandfather, great grandfather, etc. group grew up in. Many family members have lived and died at this house. They usually board up the upstairs to, in quotes, keep the heat downstairs. I don't believe this reason. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, I forgot. This is creepy. Okay. So, no one usually stays upstairs because the master bedroom is downstairs. Because they were having guests, they opened up the upstairs. I, have a bad bu- I had a bad vibe from this house the moment I stepped inside. The first full day we were there, my boyfriend was out hunting with his entire, entire family. I wanted to go, but he refused to let a woman go hunting can you tell why we broke up
0: Ugh. if he's afraid if he doesn't want a woman to go hunting that means that he sucks at hunting and he thinks yeah. that his masculinity will be threatened if she can shoot a gun better than mm-hmm. he can so get over yourself ego issues but i
1: guarantee that has was brought down through his family and that's not just a him thing
0: all right well you don't want to marry into that family anyway, no so. good thing you got away
1: I was the only person in the entire house and was sitting on the couch. They didn't have a TV, so I was just browsing on my phone when a hat flew straight down the stairs and landed at the bottom. I ran out of the house the day we were leaving. I was being a good house guest and cleaning the bedroom we stayed in. My boyfriend and his entire family was downstairs as I was making the bed upstairs. As I was making the bed, I saw a dark figure out of the corner of my eye. I looked up, and it was gone. When I looked down again, I saw the figure again and looked up slowly to see a dark figure sit down on the bed. How did I know it was sitting down? I saw the indent on the bed I just made. Ooh! Ooh! Clearly, I'm still freaking out about it. She said that in all caps, so that's (laughs) very clear. I dropped the blanket from the bed, grabbed my shit, and made a run for it. I ended up actually eating it down the stairs, and the entire family looked at me, and his grandpa said, so, I guess you met my mom. What? Bye. No thank you.
0: That's casual.
1: Okay, that family is, like, strange. Yeah. Like, to lie about why you have a board, up, like, going upstairs, and then when someone... And then someone... to
0: abandon her in there, to all go into the woods, and then admit to a dead woman being upstairs. Right. Like, someone
1: falling down the stairs doesn't exactly mean that you see a ghost. I mean, maybe in their house it does. Yeah. Yikes. Okay, so number two. In high school, I was super involved in choir. I'm from New Jersey. Did I hear that one of you from New Jersey also? I am. I'm from Vernon, where Mountain Creek Action Park is, which is a really cool uh, ski resort in the winter, and then during the summer, it's an awesome water park. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, it's really cool. So, I was in an all-eastern choir my senior year of high school. During these conferences, accepted students stayed in quads in a hotel and then have rehearsals basically all day long until the concert a few days later. I was lucky and had three of my best friends in the choir, so I roomed with them. We stayed at the Biltmore Hotel in Providence, Rhode Island, which was named America's number one most haunted hotel in 2000. As soon as I walked into the hotel, I felt a negative energy and leaned over my friend and whispered that I already didn't like it. We went upstairs to the ballroom to register for the choir. It's hard to explain, but there was a window to a coat room that had mirrors instead of, a, instead of glass. We walked by it and it was closed, but I leaned back a second later to check myself out and the mirror window had opened. The coat closet was dark and no one was in there. Sign number one, we should have left ASAP. After and before rehearsals, since all of the students were staying in the hotel, if you wanted to take the elevator to your floor, you would have to wait in this long line to get in. We were on the top floor going down, so we were all like, okay, let's just go take the stairs. We walked down to the stairs to our floor and tried to get out of the stairwell, and the door was locked. We tried the one below, and that was also locked. So we tried every single door to every floor, and they were all locked.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: We pulled hard on every single door to all of the floors and started to panic because we thought we were trapped in the stairwell. Finally, someone came into the stairwell, and we had them keep the door open. One of us stayed in the stairwell, and the rest of us went into the hallway, and when she tried to open the door, it was unlocked. Then, Yeah.
0: It goes. It's like goes back it, again. To, they know. Yeah. They know when they need to unlock it. They know how to freak you out. How to push you to the very edge. God. And then be like, oh, what? No, it wasn't locked. It was just you.
1: It's crazy that they all have the same tactics, but every time it happens, it's just as terrifying. Yeah. It's like a universal ghost trickery.
0: Do they go to a conferences together? Right. Like every time they die, they like
1: wake up in this big conference room, sitting around in a circle. And they're like, all right, ghosts. Level up. This Level is how you operate. Level two locking
0: and unlocking bathroom doors. Read the handbook. I guess we'll find out when we die. Can't wait. Wait, what? I can. can't wait. Oh,
1: my God. <laughs> Come on. Oh, my God. So you want me outside? Okay. <laughs> there was a service elevator across from our hotel room. One morning when we were leaving for rehearsal... I turned back to get something from inside the room and left the door open. The hotel was old, so it didn't have the doors that automatically closed when you stopped holding the door. When I looked the first time, the service elevator was closed and there was a cart sitting outside, as if someone was cleaning other rooms and left it there. We were at the end of a pretty quiet hallway, so we would have known if someone had come by. In a few seconds, I turned around to get something, the service elevator opened, and the cart was was inside the elevator, but no one was around. Just a
0: cart just sitting
1: there? Like it had moved from outside the elevator into the elevator without making It makes any. me wonder, is this like a maid? A maid ghost? Interesting. Well, yeah, because it was like the coat closet and then the stairwells. Okay, finally, and the most scary of them all, when you walked into our room on the left side, there was a very long hallway to our bathroom. It was a super old hotel, so the rooms were all wonky and didn't make sense. So we didn't question it. You walked forward through a small hallway to the living room and then turned left to turn into the bedroom. The only thing separating the living room and bedroom was a small wall, but there were two hallways separating everything from the bathroom. I woke up early every morning to get ready because I took the longest to get ready, hashtag extra, and (laughs) (laughs) was in the bathroom straightening my hair. I like that she can acknowledge it. Hashtag extra. (laughs) It's hard to be a girl, you know? Uh. My friend had woken up, or so I thought, and was in the living room watching TV, and she started talking to me. We had a conversation for about 20 minutes until I asked, what should I wear today? And then I heard a mumble, so I walked over to find out what she said, only to find all three of my friends fast asleep still. I woke them up Mm -hmm. scream crying like the ugly crying where you make as much noise as possible and told them what happened. The only reason I know they weren't fucking with me was because they immediately started crying and shaking because they were so scared. To this day, whenever we talk about it, I tear up and get chills from thinking about it. The fact that I was talking to my friend for 20 minutes before realizing that they were all still asleep, no thank you. Never will I go back to stay at the Biltmore Hotel in Providence. You should all look it up. There's a ton of freaky stuff that goes on there. Sorry this was really long-winded. I hope you enjoyed my stories as much as I enjoy your podcast. Have a great night. Amber.
0: Ew, can you imagine just feeling like you are talking to someone and you're in someone's presence for 20 minutes as you're getting ready, just like, la, 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 going about life and then realizing you've been alone for 20 whole minutes with something else?
1: Well, it also reminds me of something dark and demonic, like they can mimic voices and make you think that there's something else.
0: Yeah. Or her friend sleep talks. Or it could just be... ghost because like ghosts can speak there are spirits that speak too it doesn't necessarily mean that they're demonic but you would know if it's your voice's friend your friend's voice versus
1: a random stranger ghost yeah the
0: only thing i'm thinking is that since it is a mumble maybe it's like it wasn't straight up me being like oh my gosh sabrina you should roll your sleeves that would look better with that sweater like it's you know yeah but she did say that they were talking for 20
1: minutes and then she went out to check when The response was a mumble
0: i guess that's true true i just don't want to believe it because i'm scared is casey home yeah she is okay good wow that's spooky that's so spooky these were good ones
1: yeah also our hometown well kind of
0: (laughs) bless you i almost just choked because i as i breathed in my hair went into my mouth and down my throat (laughs)
1: Actually, earlier today, I was eating a grape, and you know how they say, like, grape skins are the most dangerous food because people choke on <laughs> them? Yeah, like, the, you're not supposed to give kids grapes because of the skin and how easy it is oh, to so choke on it's them. It's
0: such a, like, film. It could just well, go Well, yeah, so off, I guess. tonight,
1: I was eating a grape. I've also recently had a, ter- like, huge fear of choking. I also almost choked at work. That might be why. But, so I'm eating a grape, and I feel the, like, skin going down the wrong pipe, but, like, I'm still chewing the grape, so I had to, like, reach back into my throat and pull the skin out of my throat.
0: Oh, gross. But I'm still alive. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I actually have a fear of eating cucumbers for that same reason, because sliced cucumbers, one time it went down oh. that, like, width-wise. Oh my gosh. And I couldn't breathe for, like, 30 seconds.
1: Did you, like, choke it, cough it back up,
0: or what? I th- yeah, I think I th- threw up. Ended up throwing back up. And that saved me, but it was horrible. That's so lucky. Yeah. Lesson learned. Chew more, swallow less. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's my new diet. Chew more, swallow less. (laughs) Try not to die. Just chew
1: and spit it back into a napkin. Yeah. I don't condone that. We do not condone that.
0: Mama bird, baby bird. And then put it into a syringe and re-eat it. You're mama birding, baby birding yourself? I'm lonely. (laughs) I was cracking up. I know I already said this to you, but because someone asked on social media, they said, which one, who's who? Who's the one that has the cat and who's the one that has the boyfriend? And Sabrina was like, oh, I'm the one that has the cat and the boyfriend. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, it's just me.
1: (laughs) I know I laughed at that because I was like, I don't really know how to respond to that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Who's the one that has Sabrina in their life?
0: Corinne? I have a Sabrina. And a fruit fly. I have, yes, Corinne has the fruit fly. Sabrina has the cat. Corinne has herself. And (laughs) Sabrina has the boyfriend.
1: Hey, self-love is the most important love.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Gotta love yourself before you can love others. Speaking of, what are you scared of? I'm, like, not really scared of anything right now. Okay. I feel like I don't really have anything that's, that's pressing. I'm in a good spot right now well that's great are you scared of anything besides choking on grapes probably let me think i'm gonna think of something i do actually i think this is something that just everyone fears whenever i separate from my family after we have like family time when they're driving back to vermont or wherever i always 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 get nervous about them traveling together oh in case anything would work to happen
1: are they home now though I think so. There are people who, apparently, when they travel...
0: Freya, our friend Freya. Is, is it? Okay, I was
1: saying, I, I thought it was They take separate planes. Yeah, people take separate planes in case anything were to
0: happen to mm-hmm. one plane. Yeah, you split the family up just in case. Which my mom is a big, big advocate of, like, if one of us goes down, we all go down. Right. But, like, I I feel like I'm more of the split people up <laughs> sort of thing.
1: Here's my question to that though. Are you by splitting up, are you increasing the chances and the odds of something happening?
0: I don't know what the statistics are on that. You Me might either. be. Me either.
1: But apparently you're safer in a plane than you are in a car, so
0: you're never really safe anywhere. But you're That's not true. Even safe in your own bed.
1: Maybe we should all just get bunkers and live down there.
0: I want a bunker. I told my mom that I wanted a bunker and she said, Hell no, am I being the last family on earth? I'd rather die. I said, Oh okay. <laughs> I know, I kind of do feel that way. If you are the last people on Earth, do you just live out your life? Like, what do you do? Have you seen the show Last Man on Earth? No. It's funny, it's a
1: comedy. It's Will Forte, and he's, like, traveling the Earth after a big virus killed everyone, and he thinks he's the last man on Earth. And basically the first the pilot is just him alone for two years in an RV going to, like, all these museums, stealing pieces of art, and looking for other signs of life. Does he find life? I can't tell you. You have to watch. Oh, God. Okay. But he basically befriends... He makes all of these, like, sports balls. He draws faces on them and makes them his friends.
0: I think if I had dogs with me, I could make it through. Yeah. I'm the only person. I would probably, honestly, go batshit because sometimes even if I just spend, like, a few days by myself, I start to feel like I'm going insane. I feel like that. I know that I would not be able to keep my sanity. I'd be a crazy right, lady. Right. This is why I don't want to go live with you in a cabin alone. But I'd be a fun crazy lady.
1: I'm going to be the person
0: that like grows their hair out to their ankles and sings mm. to the birds and does witchcraft in the woods.
1: Yes, I'm not surprised by that at all. <laughs> okay, well that's a good fear. My fear I think would be uh being locked in a room for a long period of time and no one knowing or being able to help me.
0: It's like your story that you told before of that, the mistletoe bride. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you think that your fear is now stemming off of that story?
1: I think all of my fears are just becoming magnified by this podcast. But you know how I'm going to solve it? I'm going to take away all doors inside my house.
0: (laughs) Very realistic. You're really coping appropriately with your fear. Thank you. I commend you for that. I'll face this in therapy. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta
1: push things away and then deal with them when they explode. But you can't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except the opposite. Well. That's our show.
0: <gasps> Wait! Sh- the last what? thing. What?
1: Do we want to decide on what our fans are called? Oh, yeah. Guys. We had an awesome <laughs> recommendation from...
0: Cordelia. I like that name, Cordelia.
1: And she suggested that all of our fans be called Phantoms.
0: I love it.
1: So we are your ghostesses, and you guys are our Phantoms.
0: So now we finally have terminology for everyone who likes yeah. the paranormal. The spooky, scary stuff that hides in
1: your closet and under your bed. So, so if you're you. a Phantom, you know what you should do? You should. Write and review us on iTunes and tell all your
0: friends about us. Yeah. Yeah. We have a Facebook group, private mm-hmm. Facebook group. We have a Facebook page. You can like, we have Instagram, we have Twitter. Um, that's all we have, right? Yeah. We are in the, the talks of merch. So hopefully in the next couple months yeah. we'll have something together. We're working hard. We work We're really d- hard for you guys. We're, we're trying to do some stuff with the, the couple weeks that we both have. Yeah. B- myself, a break from, from school, and you are on hiatus. hiatus. Yeah. So we're going to try to get some stuff together that we've been talking about for a long time but just never really pulling through. But we will. Yeah. We will.
1: We have lots of ideas. We love mm-hmm. hearing your ideas, too. So please share them with us and email us your ghost stories at two girls one ghost podcast at gmail.com. And let us read all your stories and get stuck in, like, a loophole of ghost stories and spooking ourselves out. Mm -hmm. We love it.
0: And we will see you you on on the the other other side. side.